Welcome into America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula. Registered Investment Advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Thanks for joining us here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Dolan Baker, Scott Kirshner, and occasionally Chaz Price. Today's one of those situations with Chaz. Uh, here's the phone number, 419-794-3030. Again, that's 419-794-3030, online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. My name is Chris Vaughn. Uh, on this week's show, we're going to talk about your 401k and the fees attached. I'm going to check in with the guys in just a second. But first of all, I would be remiss if I did not mention Happy Mother's Day to Mother's Day weekend, I guess, to all the moms out there. Very grateful. Probably the most important job out there. With that said, gentlemen, how are we doing today? Great, great. Happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there. Uh, like you said, Chris, it's a tough job. As a dad, I don't know if I could be a mom, but I'm very, very grateful for everything that my mother has uh, provided for me and, and done for me. And I want to welcome Chaz to the show today. Thanks, Scott. Pretty much like a brother from another mother. So That's right. Happy Mother's Day to your mom as well. Yeah. And my mom. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. It's funny how many conversations I've had in the past five years since I've become a father to my mom where it just starts off with me going, I'm sorry. Like yeah. understanding <laughs> things that, that you know she went through, that she put up with, that uh, I just didn't realize at the time. So again, Happy Mother's Day out there. One more quick story, and this will tie us into the show. I remember when I turned 16, I got my first job. It was bussing tables, so it didn't mm -hmm. really apply then. My mom told me, you know, you're going to get a job one day that offers a 401k, and it's going to have a company match. Make sure you get every cent of that because that is free money. And that is something that has stuck with me in my working world. Uh, that is sure. probably the first bit of sound financial advice I got. But beyond that, as much as I love my mother, there, there are certain things that she is not equipped to do. Uh, mm -hmm. And that kind of leads us into the start of this week's show. The guys, there was a survey by the Center for American Progress that found that the average fee for participating in a workplace retirement plan is about 1%. My mom didn't talk to me about fees when I was 16, by the way. But how much money is 1% actually? For a worker who starts contributing at age 25 and who earns a median salary, that adds up to a little more than $138,000. Pretty significant chunk of change. Is that enough to improve the quality of your retirement? Probably. So is there anything that we can do to you know, keep some of that money for ourselves? Yeah, Chris, and that's funny, that story that you tell, because my mom was really instrumental in getting me into investments and finance as well. She was always an advocate of me being a, a good and diligent saver. Mm -hmm. And as you said, we really didn't talk about fees much, but you know, fees, again, are another four-letter word here at America's Retirement Headquarters. <laughs> we do not like fees. Uh, fees in your 401k plan or any investment, really, are kind of like the hole in the boat right? You're not going to get very far if that hole is, you know, if it's taking on water, mm -hmm. uh, it's that slow drip on the faucet that keeps you up at night. You know it's there, but you just can't quite put your finger on it. And what blows my mind with fees is that hardly anybody knows they're paying them. You know, in, in that survey that you, you just mentioned, I think they cite 37% of the population don't know they pay any fee at all. Tony Robbins has a book out called Unshakable. It's about investments. Uh, there's a survey in there done by AARP that say 71% of people do not know that they pay fees. My goodness. That's kind of like saying um, you, you don't know there are any calories in fast food. I mean, <laughs> well, you know what? I hear you. I think that's actually those numbers are staggering, and I agree with those numbers. But I also think that some people just choose to not want to know about them. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. I yeah. don't want to know about the calories. I mean, yeah. I'm a fat guy. I don't want to know about the calories. I, want, I love food, you know, and I don't want to know about these fees. So they don't ask the questions. Right. And ignorance is bliss. Absolutely. I get that. Yeah. But not in finances. Absolutely. And and I don't want to say that we should work for free in this industry. You know, this is not a not for profit. But I've always been of the mindset that you get what you pay for. Exactly. And in the absence of value, you know, fees are really only an issue in the absence of value. Right. So the problem with the 401k industry is that it's not transparent. I don't know what the value I'm getting is because I don't know what the fees are. Right. And so it could be one, it could be 2%, as Chris said. So what are some things that investors can do to try to minimize and, and to understand what the fees are? Well, the first conversation, I guess, or the first consideration you have to have as an investor is, do you want to be an active investor or a passive investor? Sure. And that begs the question, of do you want to try to beat the market or do you want to be the market? So an active investor would be one that's going to try to outperform the market. You're going to hire what we call active money managers, most often mutual funds or hedge funds who Mm -hmm. charge hefty fees, one to two to three percent I've seen almost approaching in some cases. And you're paying those individuals to outperform the market, to pick and choose the right stocks that are going to go up. The problem is, is that 90% of the time, 90% of the money managers in the United States cannot beat the market on a a regular basis. Humans are just bad predictors, right? Mm -hmm. You've probably never seen the title uh, psychic wins lottery, right? (laughs) I've I've never seen that, but um, we're just not good predictors. And so The other side of that coin is a passive investor. So a passive investor is one who is not going to try to beat the market, but they just want to be the market. They're going to mirror the market and try to achieve the market's returns. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, the the passive investment strategies don't have active money managers buying and selling stocks on a regular basis. It's more of a computer algorithm, if you will, that just kind of roughly tracks an index. So what that does is it reduces cost, it reduces fees, and ultimately takes your expense ratio down, the cost of running the funds and those investments down from about you know 1%, it could be anywhere down to 0.05% to a quarter usually. The other thing that you can do as an investor is look for alternatives. And what I mean by that is once you've contributed enough money into your 401k to receive the full match Mm -hmm. contribution, then maybe you want to look to kind of redirect the other portion of your savings for retirement into an individual retirement account, say, you know, at uh, Charles Schwab or or TD Ameritrade or one of the low cost providers that will provide you that, uh, that transparency that you need. You're going to know exactly what you're paying for. And you also are going to be able to utilize other type of investments such as individual stocks, and ETFs. Now at Charles Schwab, I don't know how they do it, but they have no trade fees on individual stocks and ETFs. So it's beautiful. Yeah, it saves you a lot of money. The third thing that you could consider doing would be look into setting up a investment committee at your employer. So it would be a group of other employees and the, it could be as formal, as informal as you want, but The idea here would be to kind of leverage individual combined experience, maybe reduce the cost of having to hire a money manager or somebody like that, and we can all kind of share in each other's knowledge. And then fourthly, what you can do is 
reach out to your advisor, the plan advisor, or reach out to one of the advisors at America's Retirement Headquarters and ask for a a fee benchmark analysis. So what we'll do is we'll request the plan summary document. It's the document that governs the 401k. It spells out explicitly um, all of the fees that you're going to pay, but we'll break that down in an understandable way so you can know exactly what you're paying in dollar amounts, not percentages. And then the other thing, you know, on the employee side, but on the employer side, a lot of people don't know this. If you sponsor a plan, if you're an employer and you Mm -hmm. have employees, you're actually liable. You're personally liable for um, just oversight of the, the the plan, making sure it's competitively priced. And a lot of a lot of owners don't know that. Hmm. So by you know having an advisor come in, do an independent fee benchmark. You know, worst case scenario, your your fees are fine and they're in line and they're competitive. You just file that in, you know that meeting away as mm-hmm. diligence on the plan, and that helps. Keep the uh, I call them the alphabet boys, whether it's the SEC or the DOL <laughs> or the IRS, helps sure. keep them at bay because right. you've got all this diligence on file. So those are some things that you can do to reduce costs. That's all great information. And you know, I remember when I first got my my job, and and we talked about this in a prior show. But I joined the four hundred one ks, and I did the matching and the maximum that I could, and um, I had no clue what the fees were at eighteen, nineteen, even in your early twenties. That's not even a blip on your radar. Yeah. But you know, I had a I had a client in earlier this week and one of the things they mentioned and it was really very comforting, you know, we all we all have egos and we like to have those egos uh, stroked every once in a while. Sure. But I had a client in and they said um one of the reasons why they do business here is because they feel the value that they're getting for the fees that they're paying is justifiable. Mm-hmm. And they were perfectly comfortable with the fee structure and, and, um, and, you know, like you said, Chaz, this isn't charity cases where, you know, we have families and uh, to, to take care of. And it was really nice to hear the client say, well, where I was at, we were paying these fees and we just didn't feel like we were getting any value at all. Yeah. And one, one point I'll make too, is that fee disclosure in the industry is fairly new for almost three decades. The 401k industry was not required to, to disclose fees. It was until 2012, I think, that they wow. were required to start disclosing fees. And in addition, it's not in an understandable way. Um, you know, I was looking at one of the uh, pension plan. We were reviewing uh, pension plans for, for an employee, a client that was retiring soon. And we just went onto the website because pensions are not, it's kind of like a, a pool of money. Um, and they don't have to be fully funded. You know, normally right. a, a lot of times pensions are underfunded mm-hmm. and you need to understand how much that is because you're going into retirement, you're relying on that income for the rest of your life. So the way they describe it is the amortization of the plan is uh, short about 15 years. Nobody knows what that word amortization means, but <laughs> it means that it's underfunded. So that means you currently do not have, on average, statistically speaking, the last 15 years of this retirement income in this plan for you at this time. So that's some of the ways that they um, skirt, you know, the obvious truths. Um, And that's one of the rubs that I have with the industry. It's not transparent. And that's one of the large reasons, honestly, why why so many pensions are having to do these buyouts of things because they're they're not solvent. They they run out of money quickly. They can't pay all of their retirees. Both Scott 
and Chaz said something there, the word value, uh, that, that mm-hmm. is a great thing. I think everybody out there understands value. You know, if their cable bill is too high, they, they look for other options. If, you know, their cell right. phone bill is too high, they maybe consider switching carriers. But you know how much you're paying. When mm-hmm. it comes to your 401k plan, when it comes to any of your retirement plans, do you know how much you're actually paying in fees? It's not, by the way, just that $35 administrative fee that you see at the very bottom of it. And you can't make that decision. You can't say this is of value to me if you don't actually know what you're paying. Having that Correct. fee analysis run, I think it's pretty critical to to the overall quality of your retirement because, again, $138,000 is, is $138,000 that could go towards your retirement. Mm-hmm. So having that fee analysis run, and then if you find out that it is of value to you, fantastic, stay the course. But if it's not of value to you, that's when it's time to start exploring other options. Correct. And that is really where America's Retirement Headquarters comes in. All it takes to get started, picking up the phone, giving a call, 419-794-3030. Once again, 419-794-3030, or going online to the website, americasretirementheadquarters.com. I feel weird saying this, guys, but one of the few good things about the past year, about the pandemic, I know, bear with me here, uh, is that many of us actually boosted our savings by not eating out as much and not having many places to spend money. I'm not charging uh, my my wife and my son for for coming in and eating dinner at the table. Uh, (laughs) Moody's Analytics says Americans are now sitting on more than $2.5 trillion in excess savings. So if we're among those fortunate enough to have a little extra, what are some ways we might use that money to improve our retirement prospects? Well, that's a great question. And um, I'm going to go back to Mother's Day and my mom. Mm-hmm. I remember one of the things, in fact, she told my son this too. Um, she said, son, when you start working, you need to save 50% of your paycheck, put it in a savings account. Well, I mean, that's been 41 years ago for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and she knew darn well that 50% wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, when you're young and you're making money, your your savings drops drastically and and uh, as you age like i have and you get to be a little more wiser to the ways of the world you understand the value of a dollar a little more and you start putting money away but um these numbers are staggering there's a report out that the personal savings rate is at a record high it's at 33 percent in 2020. I've got a little chart here, um, and this was, the numbers were calculated, um, they started gathering these numbers in 1960, and uh, the highest point was in 1975, it was roughly 18%, it was actually 17.3%, and as a result of spending coming down, uh, people were starting to put money away, they were starting to save, and since that spike in 75, the savings rates have dropped drastically, consistently just fallen off the table. And we go to, uh, in this chart, in, in 2005, it was below 3%. That's a staggering wow, yeah. number. Mm-hmm. 3% uh, people were putting away 3% in a savings. And, and the big reason for that was uh, the subprime loans, money was cheap so people were buying houses they were spending money like you know um there was growing on the tree in the backyard and then as everybody knows um unless you've been living under a rock the you know the uh, the mortgage bubble burst uh was a couple of years after that and the the debts were coming due the interest rates were rising uh, the banks were holding these mortgages that people couldn't afford and and uh for that, the rest is history. But now, 
33%, which is a staggering number. And, and um, Moody says that they anticipate that 20% of that savings is going to be put back into the market and uh, in 2021 and 2022. You know, we, I write health insurance, as everybody knows. I've got uh, some, some group plans out there, and uh, I've got some, some customers that have had record years in 2020. I know the pandemic and everything was shut down. And, and Chris, like you said, you know, we're, we're not going out. We're not, you know, eating out. Mm-hmm. Um, although the crazy thing is DoorDash and um, uh, has be, become huge. Oh, of course. But these, um, these companies like uh, um, Sandman and uh, one of our, our local companies here has had record years. And, you know, you look at get, putting a pool in, they're a year and a half out before they'll even talk to you or schedule an appointment. A lot of people weren't able, with the shutdown, weren't able to go out and do a lot of things. Um, And everybody knows this. I mean, these stories are are out there with everybody. But they were able to save a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what they're predicting is all of that money is going to be pumped back into the market and and, um, the spending and and the... um, uh, everything is going to go up in in twenty one and twenty two, which I think it has. I mean, you can see that. You know, I'll, I'll tell you a, a quick story. My wife and I, we um, we've tried to go out to dinner a couple of times over the past couple of months, and this has happened twice to us on uh, two different occasions. But we go to four, uh, five different restaurants, and we couldn't get in. And and it was dinner time, you know, six thirty, mm-hmm. and um, they said, well we're a 45 minute wait and we look around and there's like, yeah, but there's nobody in there. Yeah. Yeah. But we have so many orders for DoorDash and takeout. Ah, of course. And I'm like, that just strikes me crazy. You know, people are spending money. I think they're going to continue to spend money. Uh, Chaz, you, you yeah. have anything to add on that? Yeah. The question is where are they going to spend it? Mm-hmm. And I think you, you touched on that with um, the fact that we're not really st- the the industry is still not ready to go back to you know good eating out in, in big groups of people. Right. So I've been having conversations. You know, Nolan, um, also another friend of mine, boats. Uh, they can't keep boats in stock sure. right now. Uh, one of our investment has just gone through the roof because uh, if everybody wants to be alone, maybe out on the uh, with their family <laughs> out yeah. on the water. Yeah. So you know, I, I think you 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 hit it on the head. You just have to kind of think ahead and be able to position your investments and, um, you know, just opportunities and kind of think about where is the money going. And that's what we do at America's Retirement Headquarters is we kind of help our clients position themselves in a, in a way that's going to help them take advantage of this wave. Because I agree, having $2.6 trillion sitting on the sidelines is absolutely an impetus why we feel the stock market is going to continue to roar. Some people say inflation. Uh, we haven't seen considerable inflation in several years. More, more so, I think, is the case is that uh, this money, if if it doesn't get spent right away, it's going to help kind of buffer the coffers, if you will, people saving so that if we do have a pullback in the market, sure. we're not going to see a mass exodus, a capitulation of the stock market. People are going to stay invested because they have the cash on the sidelines 
And so I think it's still, you know, we've got historically low interest rates. Right. I think it's going to be a, a very good next couple of years in the stock market because of that cash reserve. Oh, I, t- I totally agree. You know, there's the housing, there's new houses going up everywhere. And I saw a report uh, the other day on the news where the, the cost of lumber has skyrocketed. This reminds me of the early 2000s when right before the bubble burst, and I'm not saying that that's anything near this, but I remember housing was going crazy. People were spending so much money building houses, far more than, than they should have. I mean, people were spending, you know, five, $600,000 on building new houses. And I see it going all over the place. I mean, you know, we live in the same uh, area. And I mean, Chaz, you see new houses are mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, and I think, I think you would agree. I think this is a great time to maybe take some of that money you've got in savings and position it in the market and sure. take advantage of this. Yeah, um, you still have until May 17th. This is tax filing deadline to get your IRA contributions in for 2020, 2021. You've got the rest of the year until sure. the next tax filing deadline. So we have still been taking contributions for IRAs. That's a great place to uh, put some money together. Um, you know, you any any sort of investment account, a brokerage account, just getting money in there. You just want to you just want to participate. I right. think right now it 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 really doesn't matter. Um, I, I think. You know, there's a. I was reading again an article that says if you, if you put twenty gr- gorillas in the same room and you know, right now you flip a coin, they're half of the time they're going to flip up heads. You know, you're going to make some money in the stock sure. market just by having participation because this is such a, a unique time. A lot of people feel as though we haven't actually recovered fully still from the Great Recession, the two thousand eight right. two thousand and nine. So we're still we were still coming up from that. And then, you know, the stimulus plus President Biden has a, a very uh, robust spending and in, in infrastructure mm-hmm. program that he's lined up. So I think it absolutely is an opportunity to put money to work. You know, to, to, to coin a phrase of, of Nolan's, and he says this, and I know, Chris, you've, you've heard him say this a lot. You don't want to be the last one at the table. No, not at all. That was a perfect opportunity. There's a lot of potential right now, especially as you've hopefully had a little bit of time to to save some money in the, in the past year by not being able to do these things. And I think as we are rounding the curve on this pandemic, that is why all this money is going to get put to work soon. People doing the things that they want to do. You talk about eating out. You talk about boats. Uh, all these home renovation projects, I think, is also fueling the lumber. Right. I have a friend of mine who is a travel agent down in Atlanta. And obviously last year, not a great year for her because there wasn't a lot of traveling going on. Sure. But people are starting to, to go out, not travel overseas mind you but you know take little little vacations little weekend vacations uh it, it's funny they've dubbed them uh vaccinations because now mm-hmm. that people have, have had their <laughs> vaccines they're ready to go out uh, but there is a, a lot of i think an influx of, of spending that is going to happen in the near future and you can position yourself to see it as a growth opportunity if you say that and you don't want to put all that money towards buying a boat or mm-hmm. you know renovating your house or, or traveling chris what i think is even more interesting or, or staggering if you will is what this shows is that how much we spend on going out to eat mm-hmm. in, the, oh, in America and uh, in, <laughs> in, in leisure and travel, $2.6 trillion. And that's a significant amount of money. I, I don't really know what it says about Americans, but uh, <laughs> we surely do like to travel and eat out. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, no like, doubt. To, uh, like to uh, do things that are outside of the house and, and yeah. the past yeah. year having to spend in the house. That's kind of where the savings comes in. Again, th- there are a lot of opportunities right now to to take a look at your portfolio, at your retirement plan, and, and kind of give it a checkup, see where it could be boosted. Uh, again, going back to what we talked about a minute ago, you know, looking at the fees that you may be paying in your 401k, a lot of ways to really fine-tune if you already have a plan put in place to improve the overall quality of it. And if you don't have a plan in place, this is honestly as good a time as any, because if you've been just in the market for the entirety, you know, last year, last March was, I think, kind of a wake-up call. Thankfully, sure, got a second chance, got a little bit of a reprieve. It was a quick rebound. It's not always going to be like that. Look at 2007, look at 2008. It took, I think, an average of five to six years for people to get back to back to where they were. And if you are approaching retirement or you are already retired, you may not have that time on your side because you're already taking out those withdrawals and it's going to take you even longer to dig your way out. Again, use this opportunity now to say, you know, where do I stand and how can I improve the overall quality of my retirement going forward? If you need help with that, if you want some insight on that, well, here's the number, 419-794-3030. That's how you speak with America's Retirement Headquarters. Schedule time, come in. Take a look at your plan and see uh, what improvements, if any, can be made. 419-794-3030. You can always find them online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. We want to thank you so much for joining us this week, as we always do here on America's Retirement Headquarters. One more time before we wrap up, I want to wish all the moms out there a very happy Mother's Day weekend. And as we wrap up, uh, guys, I want to leave you with the final word. Absolutely, Chris. Um, uh, Tell your mother happy Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. And uh, happy Mother's Day to my mom and uh, Chaz, your mom, and all of the moms out there. Thank you, listeners, for um, uh, tuning in. We really, really appreciate it, and make it a great day. Yeah, and uh, again, wanted to wish uh, all the moms ha- happy Mother's Day out there. And um, we are actually hosting at America's Retirement Headquarters to celebrate Mother's Day. Uh, we're doing an Empowering Women event here at the office and an online webinar as well on May 27th. It's a Thursday. And uh, we recognize, as we said earlier, how, how uh, challenging it is. Mm-hmm. Women face um, you know, some, some challenges uh, that men don't normally face, whether it be lower income and just maybe in this case having to take care of family members, things like that. So we want to address that. We want to talk about some ways that you can offset those challenges and, and move ahead and move your finances ahead. So tune in. Uh, we're going to be hosting that on uh, a Zoom webinar. You can register on our website. And then if you'd like to get an invite, uh, we're going to have lunch catered here in the office. Uh, Give us a call here at America's Retirement Headquarters. Or again, visit our website at americasretirementheadquarters.com and register for the event. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.